everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name's Iman. And I'm Sabria. And Eric just played the shit out of Sabria. Oh, I wasn't listening. Yes, I was laughing. She was talking. He was like, on my cue. Like, shut the fuck up. And I was like, don't give a fuck. No, you shut up, though. As soon as he I said sh- it. Yeah, I shut up. I did. No, as soon as he said it, you you was quiet as okay. shit. So now you can't shit talk. Cause okay. That's the chump. He already did uh, it. Okay. Aha, uh-huh, Eric, you win. Yay. Now you. <laughs> he started dancing. All right. So one day he going to play you, and you going to be like. You already do be Joe when he played me, so don't even try it. Oh, Eric dude. has played me before, and you've celebrated it. He's so hype. He got one win. We just started the show. <laughs> I know. It's been it's been over two years, and this is the first time we publicly stood up. Well, one of us publicly stood up for Eric on record. Yeah, never did. He's a decent guy. Buster. How was your week? Like, I don't even remember my week, though. I remember my week. It was dope. It was. Oh, it was dope. <laughs> yeah, I remember my week. Uh-huh. 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 Um, yeah, my week was definitely real dope because. Um, it was almost next question, but I, <laughs> I I reclaimed it. I reclaimed that shit. I ain't let it get that bad, yo. And I'm so proud of myself. I did something this weekend. Me and my girlfriend for work. We said, you know what? When we clock, when we leave these doors, we're not talking about work because that shit becomes real toxic. You spending your time off talking about work. It do. And like I, no, I was. So, I refuse to think about it or Iman, talk about it. You know what's crazy? I was going to text you and say. Cause I was like, I still have like energy after. Cause I had, um, I had um, on Saturday I was off, and so I had like did my makeup, and then I had got ramen, and then I had got like a comic book, um, and sorry, manga. But um, mm-hmm. I was going to text you and be like, I kind of don't want to go in the house, but for some reason I didn't, and mm-hmm. you ended up going out. I know, I did. I ended up going out. I had no plans of it. I was like, I'm gonna go home, go to sleep. But shout yeah, out. you said that. You said you was going to go home and go to sleep. That's shout out to the girl, Corinne. She was like, you want to go to this party? And I'm like, yo, why not? We never hang out. So we did. And it was a chill. And my cousin joined. It was just a chill night. Okay. So I was just like, you know what? And also, we was like in by a decent amount of time, by a decent time, which I loved. Busta, so. what it is But right yesterday, now. I did absolutely nothing. You know how hard that was for me? It definitely was easier than what it has been, but it was real hard. I had you had to coach me through it, so I appreciate you for doing yeah. it. Basically, it's me telling you to shut the fuck up. All but day. you don't understand that <laughs> the only reason why something crazy didn't happen is because nobody was accepting my offers to do crazy things with them. Good. I was like trying my best to like get into trouble with so many people, and nobody was responding. Good. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? That's what was making me mad. Like I kept getting rejected over and over and over again. Every time I went in. I'm like, yeah, like, come over. Like, let's get high together. And people be like, nah, I'm actually. I'm like, come on. And then I was, like, trying to. Never mind. It's fine. It's just nobody would, nobody wanted uh-huh. to do anything toxic with me. And I was like, Good. you're corny as shit. It's, like, get it out your system before the new year. That's how I feel. Everybody already fucked up their year. <laughs> you, waited till Why? The, you waited till the last few months to be like, let's get crazy. Everybody else, everybody else are, like, drank. That's my From thing. From being dumb bitches. You now you want jokes. That's what I'm saying. Now I'm ready to act out. And everybody like. And everybody like, didn't everybody you know? Didn't you shit. know? Didn't you know? Everybody now talking that dumb shit like about like positive affirmation. I'm like, yo, come on, wow out. 
No, we're and, done. We're done. We're tired. You're just talking for yourself. Like, I'm sure I can find some other you messy can. bitch that can do some stuff with me. Because I'm like, yo, all my friends is on some positive shit. And I'm like, yo, okay, great. But, like, you want my self-sabotage a little bit before the year ends? You know where I ended up. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, Saria. Too soon for me. Too soon. So I'm out of here. <laughs> um, so let's get into this fade four, okay? And I'm actually running to Twitter to find the person who's, who made this suggestion. Disco Biscuits. That's their name? No. I was like, what I just, the f- That just came to my head. I kind of liked it. Please don't say that again. Um, What's this boy doing? Madison Harper on Twitter. That's at, a cute name. I, that's a beautiful name. It sounds like a magazine. If Madison Harper isn't, like, the evil character in the show, like, and when I say evil, I mean kind of like Meredith, um, I said Meredith Street. Uh, Meryl Street and like Devil Wears Prada. That's what Madison Harper sounds like. She is like she's that yeah. top exec who like has a soft spot, but only when you work hard. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, at Madison Harper, uh, <laughs> told us that we should talk about our fave for original Disney TV shows. And I think with Disney Plus coming out, we'll talk about that later. It's a perfect, perfect time to talk to get on that Disney Plus. Okay, so. Let me pull up my list. So, <laughs> sorry. My first one is, you get the best of both worlds. Chillin', I'll take it slow. Then you rock out a hoe. You get the best of both wow. worlds. Mix it all together, and you know you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannah Montana. Whoa. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. All right, favorite song from Hannah Montana? Um, Shit. Because shit be having me in my feelings. Um, Oh, my God. I got mine. Can I tell you mine? Why you Yes, think? tell me. Cause You're a true ooh, ooh, friend. Hey, hey, hey. Which You're there to the end. I think one of my favorite. Um, I already know what yours is. What is it? The fly on the wall? Uh, that's not Hannah Montana, though. What, that's just Miley Cyrus? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, I think my favorite, one of my favorite Hannah Montana songs is, wait, no, because I want to. Is it G&O? No. That's what's another one of mine. Because it's uh, one of my favorite. I said, oop, 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 oop. One of my <laughs> favorite um, Hannah Montana songs is, um, I might even be a rock star. Oh, that's a good one. I might even be a rock star. <laughs> Why are you saying oh, this? Oh, this is the fucking song. No, what? it says Miley Cyrus. Never mind. What the fuck? I'm getting confused. But um, yeah, Rockstar is um. I might even be a rock star. Yes, I remember that. One. I might even be a rock star. Well, that's my favorite Hannah Montana song because the other one, I swear, it was Hannah Montana, but it's Miley Cyrus. But you know, it's funny. True friend, that shit really hit different when you got a real ass friend in your life. It do. And she said, "You're there to the end." <laughs> Oh, I do like this song too. Who said? Who, who said, said I can't be, be what I want? I said, no. Who said I can't be Superman? I, uh, I said. And then I know oh, that song. If I were a movie, that's a good song. Yeah. Um, oh wow. All right, we've definitely bumping some Hannah Montana when we get back in the car. Yeah, that shit. But all right, off the record. But this is one of my favorite Miley Cyrus songs. And I was, I remember, I was crying so fucking hard to this song because no, um, start all over. It's like a happy song, but it's just like the message of it. Like, oh my gosh, like she's like, like out of the fire into the fire again. You make me want Sister's to talented. forget. She's just nuts. To start all over. Oh my god. 
chills. But um, <laughs> another uh, Disney show. Oh my god, the fucking Jonas Brothers show. Yeah, that shit. Was I never really funny watched that, but fuck. I know you loved it. I used to love that show. That show was funny as fuck. <laughs> like Joe was so funny, and like of course, like they always make the prettiest one the dumb one, yeah. and Joe was the dumb one on the mm-hmm. show. But that show was funny as. <laughs> Oh shit, a bitch might be buying Disney Plus after all. <laughs> shit. Because I'm just thinking about how funny that show was. Yes, and it's funnier as adults when you just watch people do shit. Like, oh my and God. It was so funny because, like, and then Nick would always be playing um, Joe, and then Joe and Kevin would be in cahoots with each other on some dumb shit. Like, that show was so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking about the show. Um, Wild Card, fucking Roly Poly Oly. Wow, oh shit. I ain't think about Playhouse Disney. Oh, you want to go there. <laughs> you want to go there. All right, I'm about to edit my I shit. I loved Roly Poly Oly so fucking much up. because I love stuff that looks like that. And it was just like so future. <laughs> a bitch is buying Disney Plus. I'm sorry. It's Ugh. fucking, period. I'm fucking buying it. I got $6.99 in a month. But, um, excuse me. Yeah, Roly Poly Oly. I love the way, like, they. They looked the animation. I just remember it just they were so, so cool. cool. They were so fucking. Then they cool. had the grandpa living with them, and they were ahead of their time. Damn, you really fucked me up with that one. I forgot about Playhouse Disney because it was in the morning. Ah uh, ha ha. Also, never don't forget one Saturday morning. Remember that? That was Disney too. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but they I was, had Lloyd and Space on there. Oh yeah, of course. You, so I, I was an ABC fan, like where Recess and stuff was on. Recess is Disney, also. Yeah. When I tell y'all, I'm a fucking Disney fucking. Stand. like I am I, I thought I was but I fucking love Disney so much when I went to Disneyland and I was we went to like this tiki world and it was like these animatronics doing the show I looked up at like the animatronic birds and I, I had tears in my eyes <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that shit oh yeah I didn't tell you that but yeah I was just like cause they were singing some like pretty song and I was looking and I just was thinking and I was like I love Disney so much I'm finally here I got my Minnie Mouse ears the Minnie Mouse ears I had since I was five years old I was chills like i fucking love disney so <laughs> for real um the last one is going to be fucking phil or the future wait the third one you mean this my last no oh no did you hear my right. yeah uh phil or the future that's a good one phil that almost future, made my list funny as shit Pim? The, the, <laughs> yo she was wacky Pim, as shit Pim was the one <laughs> She was like the head, you know what, in charge. Okay, she was. She was the head bitch in charge. The mom was fucking wacky. Yeah. Um, didn't really have control of her household. A fucking caveman <laughs> was living with. Her. Yeah, and like that always stressed me out because I'm like, one day he's going to get out and people are going to know. Especially y'all got this principal up your ass. <laughs> I don't even think he was principal. I think he was like vice principal because that's always they be the heaviest dick eaters. Like. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, he was bald too. He wanted to slap my hand and slap the <coughs> shit out the back of his head. Oh my god, Phil the Future was funny. It really was. <laughs> Call him Phil. Phil the Future. He's a, <laughs> a groovy ass song. He's a twenty second century <laughs> man. <laughs> and then we had our um, one half of uh, Ali and AJ in there. True, we did. Allison, um, Keely. Keely. Allison Is that Keely? her real name on the show? Was her name Keely? I don't remember. But you know. Don't let nobody tell you your, your life, life is over. Being kind of See, that's when I like, that's when I can really put a handle on my depression when I was a kid and watching Disney stuff. Now I'm older. I'm like, fuck. 
But honestly, I was watching Disney stuff up until like college. Mom said, Me, we came back home from a break. From break, and I thought I was going to be too grown. I was watching the same program. Yeah, and I was watching, like, I was watching some of Casey Undercover. Shit was funny. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? There are no new Hannah Montana episodes. <laughs> 19 years old. Man, as shit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Okay. Um, For me, first one is going to be Lizzie McGuire, period. I know. I was thinking about that. Was the but... first, like, that was the first show that I was like, oh, I relate to this girl. I relate to her so much. Um, it was that episode where her grandma made her a s- embarrassing sweater. Oh, that's that was the first was fire. episode. That's what I was so mad at growing up. I'm like, yo, if my grandma hand knit me a unicorn sweater, I would be so damn happy. I wouldn't know what to do. I'm like, Lizzie is kind of ungrateful. Also, I love Lenny, like the character who never spoke. Oh my god, mood. I loved him. He was like <laughs> really the mastermind. And him and Matt had such great chemistry. <laughs> Like, they really knew, understood each other. Growing up, I just want to say that Miranda should have been the main character. She should have had way more flavor. She did. Than, I uh, loved Lizzie. her outfits. I feel like I just want to think that I embody. And I don't her know what happened to her. Like, she wasn't in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Why? Lizzie and I feel, I feel like she like something went down. Like the, I, I've been wanting, I've been waiting for that tea ever since Lizzie went to Rome because I'm like, why was Lelaine not in the movie? That was her real name. And Gordo. I'm so ha- I always felt like he was like what's the word um he he just like think he's smarter than everybody yeah Gordo he was a um he like kind of like an intel like those that he was like Liz you're you're messing up your life Lizzie <laughs> I'm always playing fucking what's that game called Hattie Sack or whatever Hattie Sack that game is any man any person who play that game I just want what are you doing. You like you digging your coat out your ass. Basically, I'm sitting on my coat, but I'm fucking 450 pounds. <laughs> Speaking but, um, of being a 450 pound, I'm making tacos again when I go home. Also, I want. I wish I could have some. Um. Also, out of the box. That was a good one. We always talk about that. Out of the box was one of my favorite shows ever. I wanted to be in a playhouse box. so bad. Out and my favorite part about this is that if I, you know, out of the box, you know, you take one box, put it on the other. So on the outside, it just looked like this flimsy ass house. But all you got to do is go through a tube. And next thing you know, you're in this bomb ass den where it's like, it's like pretty much a child cave. But growing up now, I'm like, I always said to myself like, oh shit, I wish my life was like that or Zoom. My mom is not allowing me to go play with no grown people. <laughs> <laughs> they really was grown they up. They was grown and shit playing story time. Like, creepy what? Creepy and shit. And then, like, rubbing their hands together, snapping, clapping. That's creepy as shit. <laughs> like, you're not babysitters. You're not camp counselors. You're not teachers. You're just grown ups who are deciding to take your Saturdays to play with children. <laughs> Again, great show. Funny concept. Can't happen, like, in 20... Uh, I just felt like there was no reason for those kids to be there. <laughs> and I definitely don't think their parents knew they were there. I think they were like, oh, they in that shitty, like, playhouse. <laughs> now, I know, and it's like a dungeon underneath where it's just two fully grown people. <laughs> I just thought about that, like... Shitty <laughs> Like, it's just a bunch of boxes. They're like, yeah, I don't know. They be in there for hours. Meanwhile, they sit up there playing dress up with a 37-year-old man and woman. And it's like no context on their lives, where they lived, if they had kids, were they dating? Nothing. 
No context. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> That's a raven. Oh, yes. It's the future I can see. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I <laughs> uh, love her, minus that one character that we're not going to talk about. Um, also, just realizing Chelsea, wasn't Sorry. Chelsea vegetarian on that show? She was. It's so funny. When I grew up, I thought Chelsea was annoying, and I grew up to be her. <laughs> annoying. Period. <laughs> love that. Love that. Corey was a, I wish that they would have got somebody else to play the kid brother, because Cal Cal Massey, he, he he didn't fit the family. And he aged horribly. He just didn't fit the family to me. He didn't. I felt like he was like the family was so wholesome and he was like so always getting in trouble and being grimy. I'm like, you not you don't even deserve to be. I in guess the that's the little brother. Like I hate the... that like like Pim, okay, for example, in Feel the Future. She was like an evil genius. But like, no, he was literally like a schemer. <laughs> yeah, he was a schemer. Okay. Um and finally, oh, this is so hard. I'm going to say Sweet Life is Zach and Cody. That was a good one. Because I used to fucking crack up watching that show. I remember you had me watch the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. That show was so it. funny to me. Like, like the 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 mix of characters, like Mr. Mosby, is it Mr. Mosby or Mr. Mosley? Mr. Mosby. Mr. Mosby and fucking London and Maddie at the front desk. I kind of wish I lived in something like that growing up. Erwin, like- the fucking... <laughs> And Esteban, all these consistent as characters. And I remember, I I don't know why I remember this episode when they were trying to drive, and uh, London was like the Prindle, and she was like, "What? What are you talking about?" She was like, "You know the Prindle here," and it was like, it was, <laughs> it was a stick ship, and it was like park drive reverse. And she <laughs> she pronounced she pronounced like Prindle. It? I was uh, like, "That's so me." But I love that. I love that. Like London was just so spoiled, and, and I love yeah, I say, and I love that she was a like. Usually say, like, oh, the dumb blonde. I love that she's a dumb Asian girl. Yeah. Because honestly, dumb women we, of color, need, we need representation. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, I, I can, I'm so tired of like, like the like person of color always got to be like the smart one. And exactly. Like I'm, not, I'm a dumb bitch. Um, also, I just wanted to give an honorable like mention to Phineas and Ferb and American Dragon. Yeah. Honestly, because Phineas and Ferb, all I want to say is used, fuck you, Candace. Like, fuck she you. She really was a rat. You a rat. You lucky you not from this side of the tri-state area? <laughs> we really used to be cracking the fuck up watching. Yes, because Perry the Platypus carried that show <laughs> on his entire back. He did. He P- Perry the Platypus <laughs> was an unsung hero. That show was so fucking funny. And Doofus Smurfs just wouldn't get the picture. Like you're a <laughs> terrible villain. <laughs> was a shitty and not to mention the soundtrack. Yo, the songs was used so, to slap. The songs like, were so good. The songs would really, really go good. Remember that Phineas and Ferb episode that I had in my mind? Oh, yeah, it was that a good one. one. Still don't speak of no, it. No, I'm never going to speak of it. I was All I got to say is I got a cartoon idea. Uh-huh. It, slip. it slips. Um, An American Dragon, because, again, like, that shit I watched, was popping. So, I didn't watch it like that, American Dragon. Fucking loved American Dragon. Kind of remind me of Danny Phantom. Oh, I love Danny Phantom. Yeah, we're going to do Nickelodeon shows, um... Next, original Nickelodeon shows. I feel like we definitely gonna have the exact same like carbon copy. And I wish there was a way we could have worked. I could have worked ABC Family in in this because Brace Face was a big one for Brace me. Brace Face was a good one. And Angela Anaconda. Oh like, my god. My name is Angela. Hey, hello. Welcome to my very own show. Was, did you have a moment when you discovered like ABC Family? Like you didn't know the channel was there. I the moment I discovered ABC Family was I was scrolling and I remember it was that twenty four. Access show was on it, and Destiny's Child was on it, and oh, that's shit. that's when um, Beyonce, the iconic moment, she said, "Well, you can um, 
you could leave your bags or something that like you could go. <laughs> yeah. That was um that was twenty four hour access. And then I remember it was like this um Big Wolf on campus was a show on there. I remember I used to watch that. And then But how old was you? Was you in like fifth grade? I think so because I remember S Club Seven was on there and I was obsessed with S Club Seven. Okay, because I felt like that show that channel just appeared one day and I was hooked. Like I was on Christmas Me break too. and I was like fifth or sixth grade and my mom I was like listen everyone leave me the fuck alone like that I'm watching Angela and Anaconda Mary Kate and Ashley show was on there like no one fucking talked to me that was a good ash that was a sorry wow, I spent 20 time. minutes talking about shows love that energy um <laughs> so time to toast for assist okay also, thank you for sending us that faith for Thank you. That uh, was so fun. Yeah, thanks, Madison. If anyone else has any ideas, please hit us up on, like, social media, um, anywhere, really. Just hit us up and tell us. Um, so, Toast for Assist. This week, we want to toast to um, an organization called Girls Auto Clinic, okay? So, most people, most women know that when it's time for us to go get something done with our car, like, I know me, myself, I'm always nervous that they're going to get over on me. I bring my dad. Mm-hmm. I start saying things like, oh, yeah, my dad says or my brother says just so they don't get over on me because they know I have a man in my life. But honestly, they, I, it's not a very comfortable feeling, feeling like if somebody could, they absolutely would get over mm-hmm. on you. You can't trust shit that they have to say. Yep. Well... Guess what, guys? Patrice Banks is the founder of Girls Auto Clinic, and she she made this space because she knows the auto industry is like male dominated. So in Philly, there's actually a girl like a clinic like run by they call them she canics, mm-hmm. women technicians. Um, but the cool news is if you're not local to this area. On their page uh, at Girls Auto Clinic on Instagram, you can find all these other resources and information about how to take care of your car so you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of constantly. It's not a good feeling because car shit is so expensive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shouts to you, Patrice, like for for really recognizing the need. And she's a car novice herself. That's why she understood. It's not like she's someone who knew about cars her entire life. So, And she went to school for it. Um, no, she didn't. I love, well, I always see it, like, when I'm riding past on a bus, and I just love the, um, logo, that it's a high heel with a wrench. Yes, that is hill. cool. It says she was a self-described auto airhead, hated all of the automotive buying and repair experiences, frustrated with lack of resources, educating women on car care, and her inability to find a female mechanic in the Philadelphia area, Patrice enrolled in automotive technology school to learn how to work cars. Her mission with Girl Auto Clinic was to create a place she wanted to bring her car to for repair and maintenance. So she did end up going to school out of frustration. So thanks for her little sacrifice. We all can feel a little bit more comfortable. Love that. Love that. All right, let's get on into this uh, tea, uh, tea time. So, um, the, the boy, that guy by the name of Aubrey, some of you may know him as Drake, he was booed off the stage this weekend. <laughs> um, he was at uh, Tyler the Creator's Camp Flognaw. Like, um, why is it called it? Because it's Tyler the Creator, and he thinks of the weirdest sounding things that don't roll off the tongue that make you feel congested, and you have to just be okay with it. But um, I guess so many people were expecting for Frank Ocean to come out because <laughs> they said that that's what they heard. A fan says, "What you heard?" <laughs> <laughs> a 
A fan says, we've been going to Camp Flognoff for some years now, and people have been setting the expectation for themselves each year that it's actually going to be Frank. Not once did Tyler or anyone else say it would be him, but the internet and Reddit was filled with people thinking they cracked the code and it would be Frank. So mm-hmm. people thought it would be Frank Ocean for whatever reason. Frank Ocean does not come outside. He don't. We all know that. And especially to a festival. Come on. He don't come outside. Fuck out of there. So they, for some reason, were smoking crack and thought it would be Frank Ocean. And then they got mad when it was <laughs> it was Drake instead. Now, listen, Drake is not a perfect man, right? But it ain't no damn way I'm being disappointed if he walk on the stage. Yeah, I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, King, do you love me? <laughs> Are you writing? Or I would just be like, silent. I bet, oh, that's what I, I would not be disappointed if Drake walked on the stage. Like out of all, the, there are a lot of people. I'm like, I don't like, want to see I this. I would have been like, let's head out before like the crowds get exactly. get going. But like, also, if I had the if I had a um a hype beast mindset, I wouldn't be a disappointed. That's why I'm like shocked because I'm like, oh, they don't fuck with this uh style. Like they really dedicated to like the however those niggas sing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like they be like, oh, if it was like Post Malone, or like even the baby, they'd be happy. But like somebody said on Twitter, can we stop pretending like Tyler the Creator's fans just now became insufferable? They've been terrible from jump. From the I have been a Tyler the Creator fan for a long time, but one thing I've always hated was his fans. They are yep. intense. They're crazy. They like like burn pit. The burn only pit. thing they heard, <laughs> the only thing they heard him say in his career was kill shit. Kill people, burn shit, fuck school. Yeah. And in that song, he said, now, I don't really mean that. But I'm just saying, don't do things you don't want to do. They didn't hear that. They didn't no. hear that. They don't, they don't, they don't want that. No. Anyway, Tyler Creator was so fucking embarrassed. Like, he literally said um, on Twitter, in all caps, <laughs> I thought bringing one of the biggest artists of the fucking planet to a music festival was fire. <laughs> but flip side, a little tone deaf knowing the specific crowd it drew. Some created a narrative in their head and acted like assholes when it didn't come true, and I don't fuck with that. But hey, man, shit happens. All jokes aside, that's low. Key, this shit low key funny. <laughs> aside, <laughs> aside from that, no arrest, no bullshit, man. A lot of people enjoyed it. Thanks again. And he changed his Twitter bio to embarrassed by fans right now. That is so funny. But I love the fact that he told everybody how it wasn't happening, and then he said, "He said all jokes aside, <laughs> shit, low key funny." That's how I feel though. Like while it is terrible, it's just was funny because Drake said, <laughs> "He said I'm gonna ask your permission if I could stay up here a little longer." They said, "No." He said, "Okay, I go by the name Drake. Goodbye." That nigga had a thick bitch waiting for him at home. He left that stage too easily. He did. He ain't want to be there. That be me when they be like, oh, you went on the schedule, but you can stay if you like. <laughs> I go by the name of Iman. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. I'm fucking out of here. Peace out. That and was so chaotic. I couldn't believe, like, I was reading it. I was like, what is happening? And it was funny because now Drake said, sorry, kids. Um, He said he signed a 10-year uh, contract. <laughs> he said, see you every year until you're 20. I mean, to your 30. It's kind of funny to me. Yeah, because he knew they was young. But, um, is yeah, that festival being around for 10 years. Might happen. Chills. Might happen. I was like, hey, you never know. <coughs> but um, let's, let's get to the Summer Walker. We Leave love- her alone. We love her. 
and we talked about this, I feel like we've been talking about her consistently now for a while mostly because of her new album and also because I think a lot of black women can relate to another socially awkward black woman yeah and like finally they have a face yeah and for me I know SZA has her moments too and like um, Lizzo can have her moments but with Summer Walker it's different yeah, I feel like I it's can like look crippling. at that girl and I can see so much discomfort. Like so much discomfort. And like sometimes I'm not gonna lie, it does annoy me because I'm that person. But then I have when I look when I hear about stuff she do, I get annoyed. But when I see her face, I'm like, no, this is a like she's suffering. Like she yeah. really social anxiety is real. And you can be an artist with social anxiety. Mm-hmm. But the problem is whoever forced her to schedule all these tours, these meet and greets, they just should have known she was not that girl. Yeah. She was not that one. Yeah. And figure out how to capitalize off of her album and stuff another way. Because I feel like she's doing well as is. Or, like, televised, like, maybe televising some stuff or, like, putting her in a lineup with a few other people so she can kind of just, like, get going. doing, like, a little show from her house. Something where she could perform, like like you said, like televising, like yeah, like, like that. but I feel like you don't really bring in ticket money from televising. That's why I'm like that'd be decent and comfortable, but like money wise, I'm like maybe if like her and Ari Lennox and like SZA got like a Shea Butter tour or something, <laughs> I don't know. Like if they did that, then no one would get burnt out. She wouldn't have to be on stage for yeah. that long. Like I think that would she would have support maybe from other girls that she actually fucked with. Mm-hmm. But um, as a result, like, a lot of fans were complaining about how distant she is. Like, she doesn't talk. She doesn't say thank you or anything like that. Um, And also, I saw her on stage with, like, Usher. Usher Raymond. And she didn't give a fuck. It's not, it actually, it didn't look like she didn't give a fuck. It looked like she was lost. It yeah. like she was going to throw up. Like, or she didn't know that that was her song. Yeah, or she's just like, get through it. Just get through it, yep. and no one will know what I look like on the outside. Yeah, because, like, what the fuck was I about to say? Um, Also, people are so, the public is so um aggressive, and they're like, I want, so I want you to act like this, so you should act like this, and that's not always the or case. Or like, like, I paid, saying, I paid for you to act like this. But she's literally saying that I, my, I feel anxious like i just feel like i just can't do this like it's making me nauseous it's making me this like she's literally telling people and they don't like and they're like believe her. I-, I bought the pass so you have to be this way it's like but you're the asshole because you bought the pass knowing she was like this you'll fucking get what you pay for you like i'm sorry certain people are not the backstage bundle like even i love beyonce I'm not going backstage. Like I one because I feel like Beyonce is an energy instead of a person sometimes. Yes, yeah, and I I don't want to get too close because I just don't I don't think I can handle it. Yeah, and also like sometimes I just like the illusion of people. I, it's and I don't want to be Beyonce's friend. Yeah, neither. okay. I want Beyonce. Beyonce's above me, and I know that, and I respect it. Yeah, and I don't need to meet her. So I would never go be like, oh, I want to bundle. There are some people where I'm like, no, it'd be really cool to meet you and talk with you. Mm-hmm. But, like, not Beyonce. That's not, she's not on my level. Yeah. But, like, with Summer, I'm like, ugh. Y'all know she was, she not that people person. I would love to meet Ari Lennox. I would pay for that. Because yeah, she's like, too. she will talk your head off. <laughs> I would pay to meet Cardi B. Someone where, or Megan Thee Stallion, the baby, where it's like they're charismatic. Yeah. But that's who they are at yeah. their core. And, like, some people just also, it's, Fucking draining talking to a bunch of people. That's exactly what she said. 
She said, for those who are upset because I don't give hugs, I don't know what to tell you. I'm an empath, and the transference of energy from that many people each day would literally kill me. So I ask you, please respect my space in those moments. And, like, I don't like when the public thinks that, like, artists or, like, famous people are rude because they have boundaries. Yeah. And I feel like if more people had boundaries, things would be better. Because, like, I know me, like, sometimes I get... Because, like, people think that, like, when I was in college, like, people would see... um my my social anxiety is like when I'm around a bunch of white people yep. that I don't know. Yep. Or and, in a professional workspace. Or a professional workspace. Mm-hmm. Um, I get like really anxious. Like I shut down. Meetings, I don't talk. Presentations. Um, my first two years of college, like I'm not joking. I did not talk in, in class. I didn't. I would get so anxious. Like if I was like even ten minutes late, I wouldn't even like show up to like class. Um. So, like when I did start becoming more talkative and stuff people i like i always talk about it like this girl was like when vine first came out i was like do something funny say something funny i'm just like no yeah like i'm in class right now like i just want to like relax like i don't want to say anything also like as i get older i'm starting to become more introverted like outside of the podcast and like talking to iman sometimes i don't even really like to talk like i don't um I'd rather, like, type something um, than, like, talk. Iman understands that I don't always like to talk on the phone. Um, but, I still call. Yeah, but I make the ex- exception. Or um, you'll be like, hey, I'm not, I can't talk right now. Or I don't, I don't feel like talking right now. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I had shit to say. I just didn't want to text you this story about somebody being mean in the grocery store. Because, <laughs> like, I physically feel drained, especially with me working in retail. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like full time retail, I'm constantly talking to people, constantly. Even if I'm having a bad day, I have to make my energy match theirs. I have to, like, like actively, like, like, uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I have to, like, seem very excited to make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. On top of that, because like I am a black woman, yeah. and my face naturally looks mean sometimes. So I have to, like, just constantly overcompensating and then, like, dealing with, like, you know, uh, managing relationships, friendships, family stuff, my fucking dog. Like, it just becomes, like, draining. And so when it comes to other stuff, like, it's just, like, with energy, I just feel like I reserve my energy for all this other stuff. I don't really have it for this. Exactly. And she might you know, feel that way. Like, I just want to do my art. Like, I just want to... Because, like, I would love... Like, for Black Girl Bunch, I would love to do, like, meet and greets and stuff like that. But, like, like club stuff? Or, no. like, I just... I cannot do Absolutely that. Absolutely not. And, like, that's... That's been, like, the problem with us trying to plan live stuff is because, like, we can't be too live because that's not us. That's that's not organic. That's not real. And it's, like, it's so funny because when we get in a party mode and we like to dance and lip sync... It's always in somebody's house with four people. Yeah. It's me, you, Sean, Rel. That's why, like... Shanae. Pe- yeah, exactly. And, like, people always, like, telling me, like... Like, around my family. My, okay. fam- my family or, or my, your family. Yeah, that's Our it. family. Mm-hmm. And, like, people... I know people constantly tell me, like, I need to do, like, um, like make video and stuff like that. If I do post a video on social media, it has to be organic. Uh-huh. Because I can't, like, make myself, like, do stuff like that. Even me... Like, when I first did my um, my music video, the process of it, like, I had 
so much anxiety because I don't like being on camera like mm-hmm. that. Like, if I'm on camera, I like to be in control of it. I don't like somebody else being in control of it or, like, I feel comfortable with, like, Iman, like, being in control of it. I have, like, so much... I don't like being in front of the camera like that. You just don't feel like your body belongs to you. Yeah, exactly. So that took a lot out of me to do that. Yeah. No, I feel you. And as a result of that social anxiety, Summer Walker has decided to cut some of her tour dates. And she was just saying, you know, she struggles with social anxiety, and she wants to continue to be healthy and to make music. And I just, I want her to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. I really want her to do that. I want her to cut some of those dates and be happy because that's what she deserves. She's given us an awesome album. Mm-hmm. She doesn't deserve to be uh, to die because of it. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I feel like she should just do what. And I think that people need to understand that art don't have to be loud. Everybody don't want to be that Solange, that Beyonce, that SZA. Exactly. Some of some people really, really like having just. Just going home. Exactly. Recording some music and going home. And I like that because I know people are, like, scolding me. They want me to do music again. But, like, I feel like I would be that type of, like, um, I don't even want to say artist because the stuff I do is, like, funny stuff. But, like, I wouldn't be that type of, like, artist because I don't, like, that It just would be just too much for me. Like, yeah. touring and all that stuff like that. Like, I would like to do, like, small stuff. Um... Maybe even, like, record myself lip-syncing to my own songs on, like, my Instagram story. But, like, all that other stuff. And I like the fact that uh, she's, like, being very vocal about this because, like you said, all artists are not, like, live people. Yeah, because I know one thing for sure. Like, I love, like, it's been times where I've been like, you know what? I should let people know that like, I enjoy singing. I should, like, record stuff. I should do that. But I'm like... I would be like Adele sitting on a stool somewhere. I, I am not getting up, move, doing no choreography. You got me fucked up. Like I'm, I'm just not that girl. Like I'm a, like the same moves Mariah Carey do is what I would do at the very most. And I feel like a lot of people are like that, but they're scared to speak up. They're scared to lose their contract. They're scared to lose it because you see some people the way they behave when they're in a live setting and you just <laughs> that, like, that's what it is it's, it's behavior it's not even performance yeah when you see the way they are in a live set and you like they look unhappy the they girl look that like used to be in uh fifth harmony Camilla Camilla Cabela Her. yeah she's she looks a fucking mess and now for the rest of her life we got that footage of her pelvic thrusting exactly she probably don't even like performing and somebody should have told her you know what you're like Whitney you, you wear gowns, and you sing. But it's like the girls are so afraid to do that nowadays. Like, some of y'all can't fucking dance. Just stop. Exactly. Y'all got no Like, say pressure. what you want, but when, when Lana Zarey did that awkward-ass turn on Saturday Night Live, I got my life. That's the kind of artist she is. <laughs> okay. I think we're definitely going to have to cut some of these topics. Thank God, because I didn't want to talk about it. So, all right. <laughs> We got one last uh, tea time topic. Would you rather talk about Disney Plus, Tamar Braxton, or the Instagram like? Damn. I mean, we talked about Disney earlier. Yeah, true. Because um, all we would do on the Disney Plus one talk about the stuff that yeah. we want to watch. I, and yeah, I also want to watch. Yeah. Because so. it's like Marvel and shit. So between Tamar, I mean, I would say Tamar, but. <laughs> That's it. Because I just really don't get it, but. Please explain. All right, so Tamar it is, I guess. The messiest subject. I don't know why even asked. Um, <laughs> Tamar just, without asking, no one asked. 
She just got on Instagram and was like, the truth is, ladies, that these <laughs> dudes out here really be gay, do be gay. It ain't enough money, beauty, hair, babies in the world to keep them. They want dick, period. It's nothing wrong with you, but they will find every reason in the world to make you not good enough. If he lays with you for three, four, ten days, and he don't touch you, it's not you. He want a man. And that's on my, <laughs> ma- <laughs> that's on my mama. And then she wrote as her caption, public service announcement, period. It's time someone says something. Like, Tamar, no one was waiting also, for you to be the voice the of The craziest this. thing is she put on her story, save that, and then uploaded to her main feed, because she's like, I, I, enough people ain't see it in the story. Yeah, and Let's she take it was, to the timeline. Tamar said that she was having a conversation with her friends, and sometimes it snowballed into this. But pretty much... If your man doesn't touch you, he is he he's gay. Maybe he's depressed. <laughs> you ever think about tired, that? Tired. Alone. And it's just like what like I, I just or even uninterested. Like also, really like, but like or like why weaponize being gay? That's one thing I don't like. It's like every time women's men don't do something for them, they're like, Oh, he must be gay. Bitch, no, he's not into you. Or he's going through something, like you said. But that don't, like, you're using gay as an insult. Like, let's be real. And Tamar, you need to not. You need to not. Exactly. Because you, who going to do your hair? Who going to do everything? It's so it's so embarrassing. That was so. When Tamar X out because she's so fucking funny. And I'm like, why? But no. she be wrong as two left shoes. And she'll go back and apologize looking, damn, she looks so stupid. Her family make her look stupid. She makes herself look stupid. It's like, girl, stop it. The thing is, like you said, nobody acts, but she said it like we asked. And she also, said the truth is, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the truth. It is not the truth. Three. T- also, like, t- what if he's not home? What? He not? <laughs> he on a business trip. The truth now, is, that's seven days he ain't touch you. <laughs> the truth is, lady, that these dudes out here really do be gay. <laughs> <laughs> they do be gay. <laughs> my, I'm sorry. My favorite part of this is he want a man in all caps. <laughs> oh, how you going to tell somebody they want a man? Like, what? Like you, you going through a rough patch with your husband, and Tamar is like, "Oh, what? He he been in the room, not coming out, not 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 showering, not doing. Oh, he definitely wants some dick. He want a man. It's like I think he's clinically depressed, Tamar. Like I really do. He's go ahead been going through a lot. Works. His boss been up his ass. He lost his mom. Mm-mm, he want a man. He wants a man. He wants some <laughs> dick. He want to give dick. Like Tamar, what? That was so, what the fuck is the follow? Like, that is so wild to me. Like, I was literally just minding my business, trying to. You, you, you were the one who told me. Yeah, because I was like, what the fuck? I unfollow <laughs> her because she's just being, she be too much sometimes. Um. Then she wrote, I shouldn't have been in my feelings and ranted on social media <laughs> based off of a conversation with my friends. I was talking about me, but not me and David. I've been through a lot. This is why I stay on my fake page. So, like, honestly, you're not admitting you were wrong. You're saying, I'm sorry, I shared it with you guys. I should have shared it on my burner Facebook page. That way I would have been held accountable. I would have just been able to be angry and homophobic in peace. The idea of her having a fake page. That shit probably crazy. (laughs) Yo, it is... 
I bet I feel like it's all targeted. Like, and, uh-huh, he want a man. <laughs> he he just sit there and she a man and everybody a man. It's like Tamar, shut the fuck up. It makes get in the studio and make some good music because we haven't heard of Bob since Love and War. <laughs> I can't believe she's Tony Braxton's sister. I know. She's... Why? How are they so different? That's exactly why Tony Braxton hid them for so many years. Yes, and this is exactly why fucking <laughs> Babyface said it's a no for me, dog. When they... <laughs> L.A. Bree, they was like, um, just you. <laughs> the rest of your sisters can stay the fuck back home in Maryland or whatever the hell y'all from. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was unfortunate. Quick uh, breakups and break in. So Robin. Sorry, I want to get her actual full name. Robin Crawford, who was like Whitney Whitney Houston's like right hand, has uh finally admitted that their relationship was more than a friendship. But I feel like I knew that. Did you know that? I've heard about it like from a few years, but when I was younger, I don't remember her. When I was younger, I don't remember her. I heard about her once, like right maybe a year after Whitney passed away. Yeah, same. And same. everybody was like, Yeah, like her best friend pop everyone suspects that they may have and I was like, oh, Okay, cool. They probably did. Like, because Whitney I was reading an article that was kinda talking about Whitney Houston. It's so beautiful, but if you notice she doesn't really have sex appeal. Yeah. And they were saying it's because she was, like, a close friend was saying it's because she did not like men. Bobby was an exception. That was a close friend's quote. And I was, I remember saying, that feels right. Like, that, you know, that sounds right. Like, Whitney Houston always did kind of have that, like, I don't know. She she wasn't comfortable in her sexuality. And I felt like if you think about the time where she came out in the 80s and the 90s, where it wasn't a safe time to be an out woman, especially yeah. out black woman entertainer, mm-hmm. it all makes sense. Yeah, and I'm like, then you start thinking about her addiction and all these other things married into that. You can just see it. Mm-hmm. You can see why she might have suffered so much. But anyway, Robin was saying that they absolutely were, you know, involved in that way, um, physically. They were like she loved her, but at some po- time she was saying like we can't do this anymore like it's the 80s and people found out about us we they would crucify both of us but she said she was always near her her side like she stayed her friend and always said that she would have her back no matter what i think that was awesome that's crazy how do people do that still be friends with people that have yeah i don't got fucking time for that shit i'm like you on your own bitch (laughs) 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 i can't i ain't that groom um, she also said Sissy Houston, who is, I feel like, yo, Sissy Houston, like, everybody know her. That's Whitney Houston's mother. She was against their bond, claiming Whitney told me her mother said it wasn't natural for two women to be that close. But we were that close. <laughs> my family, when I went with me and you in high school. <laughs> Funny story. My family thought that I was dating Sabria. And actually, every girlfriend that I had. In high school. But yeah, I will say literally. But remember they would always catch us doing something that was super suspect? <laughs> We'd be like under the covers giggling. Everybody be like, what? I mean, it's just, we just, she's just. <laughs> I was trying to show her something. Not something on me, but like. <laughs> but yeah, definitely not. No. And then like, I remember like some of my friends would be like, hey, hey wifey. And my mom would just look. Oh, <laughs> Somebody was like, hey, wifey, and my mom, like, look, like, I'm like, mom, that's not what you think. 
I'm like, wow, a girl gets one short haircut in Doc Martens and all of a sudden the whole family is I'm like, first of all, my family probably, my parents would be like, finally, when I, <laughs> when I show up with a wife. I tell my family this all the time. 80% of y'all are crackheads. Do you really think I would be ashamed of being gay? That's not, I would rather, like, what? I would, Honestly. I would live my fucking truth. Like, if y'all can live your truth as crackheads, <laughs> why can't I live my truth as, you know, a person who's interested and in And also, women? you really like men. <laughs> I really was thinking the other day, like, what would have happened if that girl from Whole Foods talked to me? Like, would I have said something back? Because I saw a really cute girl at Whole Foods that was like, made me like break my neck. Like, oh shit, hey, how are you? And she's staring at me. And I was like, what would I have done? Like, if she talked to me. And I'm like, the fact that I have to think about what I would have done shows what I would have done. Yeah. Which is play the fuck around. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste her time like that. But I really be trying to force myself to not like men and to like women instead. And it hasn't worked for me yet. I, um, I think that- Young and Make a Change yet, though. Anyway, I was uh, I would kill you over her. I'm like I'm the real. I'm like she wants what she wants, <laughs> and she wants what she wants. Anyway, <laughs> I was speaking of talking to people. I was at Whole Foods the other day, and I seen this like this cute like this older man, and he had on um like sneakers. He had on, he had on like sneakers. Yeah, I'm like okay, why is that important to the no, story? He had on sneakers that I liked. Okay, and I was gonna say something to him, and like that was a day where I was like beat. And I just didn't say anything to him. I was looking for a ring on his finger. I didn't see it. Um. So my one girlfriend told me it's something that I should do, and I should challenge. Uh, something I should challenge myself to do is to look at men and smile. So now, like, because that apparently makes you more approachable. I, I know, can't my face, do it. I was like, <laughs> and I had that heavy ass smoky eye. <laughs> he probably was like, "This bitch is a vampire." <laughs> I've been trying to look at men and smile. And I cannot. I was going to say, this is what I was going to say to him. I was going to say, oh, I like your sneakers. Like, red and black are my favorite colors. I would have left the red and black is my favorite colors part out. And Because, like, listen, I'm like, red and black is my favorite. I love your sneakers. And when he says thank you, you then you say red and black oh, is my yeah, favorite Oh, yeah, true. Color. I don't like long sentences. True, that's true. Yeah. I like your sneakers. But it's mom, good mom, to have mom, thoughts mom, mom. queued up. Yeah. I should have said, maybe hopefully I'll see him again. Because he was, like, a cute, like, older like brown man and i'm like maybe he got money like we would be like a power couple and maybe husband number one yummy my life is probably gonna go i have one husband and then i have a wife and then that's who i go with true you might as well um i was in hopefuls the other day and i'm I about to start playing with marriage I had, Fuck this, it. <laughs> I had this big ass pizza box right <laughs> <laughs> i had this big ass pizza box and this guy was like no way i didn't know they sold whole pies <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you can even call ahead of time. If you call ahead of time, they'll have it ready right for you. So I'm like, yo, was he flirting with me? If so, I definitely fucking fumbled it by being at Joe. Was he cute? I, he was all right. Like, he's he white. Looked, dang it, yeah. He That's looked, like, <laughs> I really don't be fucking with white men like that. But the thing is, he, he looked like, all right, say you saw Serena Williams' husband walking down the street. <laughs> what you going to do? You're not going to be like, yes, I want him. Come come here, daddy. No. no. You're just going to be like, he's just on his way to get a sandwich. That's what well, you I, And I feel like if he talks to me, I'll talk back. That's like, what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. It was like, you know, I wouldn't have thought you would. I wouldn't have noticed you in this market, but you just talked to me, so I'll talk back. But yeah. yeah. I think I, I was like, I was weird. My energy was very strange because he caught me off guard. So I'm like, well, you know what? It's my fault that I didn't progress. Yeah, I hate that. When people um, so, yeah. 
I wish Robin and Whitney was able to live their life together. Me too. Um, also, Lamar Odom. Okay? So Lamar Odom is engaged to a personal fitness trainer. I'm trying to find her name. Oh, that's good. She do something like positive. Yeah, because he needs that in his life. Her name is Sabrina Parr. Ah, uh, me. Um, I saw a really uh How inappropriate. Old is she? You saw an inappropriate what? Joke on Twitter because it was her ring. And somebody said, Wow, Lamar sure knows how to pick out a rock. Come on, guys. Like, he almost died, guys. But I did giggle a little bit. <laughs> yeah, of course you did, because that's why you repeated it. <laughs> All right. So we got to move into the sunken place. And honestly, I, I just really, really want this to be quick. All right? I really, really want this to be quick because this is just so fucked up. Um, so um, there was a young lady by the name of Alexis Clark. She was a Clark Atlanta University <coughs> uh, student. And recently, she was found strangled to death and smothered with a plastic bag bef- and then placed in a plastic bin uh, near, according to the Fulton uh, County. So she was 21 years old, and she was allegedly killed by her roommate and the roommate's boyfriend. Um, I'm trying to find this girl's name because I really want her to be put on the spot for what she's done. Like, that is so fucked up. Okay, so her roommate's name was uh, Jordan Jones. Um, and it's been, it, the, the the rumor is that Jordan's boyfriend got inappropriate, sexually assaulted, harmed Alexis, made her feel uncomfortable in some way to the point where she confronted her and wanted to report him. Mm-hmm. This dingbat lets her boyfriend, Baron Brantley, which kind of fucking name was that, uh, actually convince her to... Kill this girl. That is sick. Ooh. It's just... That is so bizarre to me. Ooh. That you could, like, find people that are willing to go along and kill somebody with. That is so... It, it like, it turned from a physical... I just don't want to talk about the details because I hate that this girl probably was just so fucking scared yeah. that they said they were going to take her somewhere and then they ended up killing... I don't give a fuck what the story was. Mm-hmm. I don't care if she she wasn't telling the truth about the sexual abuse. I don't... Even though I believe she was. Yeah. Let's let the record say that. Yeah. I don't care what the case was. She should not have died. And the fact that the girl Jordan, when she was missing, posted her missing poster on her social media. Like, she was actually looking for this girl, knowing damn well. And, like, honestly, I'm shocked because, like, black people, we really don't do shit like this, typically. We don't plan. That's, like, really, honestly, if you look at the history, it's, like, what a lot of white people do. So to see it happen at Clark University makes it even more surreal for me. And it's just so important for girls not to feel... Like, they got to do everything these niggas say. Because that, it literally can be this harmful. It can be this harmful. That girl's parents sent her to school not to die. (laughs) No. Like, to get an education. And then this young lady who fucking slept next to her helped kill her. Like, I just want people to, like, look. This is how people can be. It's make people work for your trust. Yes. 
Make people work for your trust. And your gut instinct be right. Maybe mm-hmm. her, and it, what's the thing is also scary is like, what if Alexis didn't have a gut instinct about her? Yeah. What if she really thought she was good people? Yeah. That's so fucked some up. some people just be like that. I hope both them bitches burn in hell. Seriously. You're going to and jail, they, period. And they going to big boy jail. Oh, yeah. And people are going to really make them pay. And this is the one time being black is going to make your punishment worse. Yep. And I'm happy for it. Yeah. So. That's what they deserve. That's what you deserve. All right. So now we want to move on into common senses. Um, We do want to give a shout out to um a listener who actually wrote in. And I did respond saying that I was going to, that we were going to respond to their uh to their letter on air. But after, like, doing some reading, we realized that we can't give you um, an answer because we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. In short, her um, question was, you know, how have you two been receptive to dating, seeing someone new, despite the trauma that a previous partner may have put you through? And she was saying that this is personal because she's been, you know, really hurt and emotionally manipulated in the past. So now it's terrifying dating new people. She's distrustful of men, and it's making her bitter. And it's like, same. Mm-hmm. I really am from the fan club of, like, I can't give you advice on something I have not yet mastered. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I don't know how to trust people after what I've been through. And honestly, what I do is just be like, I can either be by myself. That's an option. Or I can take a chance and know that I'm stronger and smarter than last time. Exactly. And that's all I can do. But I'm still, I still suffer from that. Yeah, because right now I'm, I'm not dating. I'm just like reflecting self. Yeah. So I think that might be something you could do. Is just like reflect and realize that you cannot allow people to make you bitter because that's going to take, that's going to like dim your light in a way, mm-hmm. and it's just not fair to you. So I know it's lonely to not date, and dating is fun, but it also can be very, like, dangerous. Yeah, some days I'm bored as shit. Girl, who you telling? Anyway. Anyway. Why can't I relate? (laughs) I'm not dating anyone. Sabria, talk. Oh, my God. Everybody in my life is ignoring me. Every time I tell people to talk, they be quiet. Every time I tell people to be quiet, they talk. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? What you thinking? <laughs> You're not dating, but you talking to people. Don't count. Don't count. These niggas can stop talking to me tomorrow, and I wouldn't give a fuck. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... But that's not the, that's not it for common senses. We do have a topic for you this week, and the topic is going to be how to behave at work. Cause you, <laughs> a lot of these bitches don't know. A lot of y'all have just disgusting behavior. What do you think work is? You just come here as yourself, and that's it. No work, you can't be yourself. I I just want to put that out there. Period. No, you can't just come. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've definitely found my person at each job. My person to to dump my shit on. To talk, to talk my shit with, but they had to work for that position, and it was real. It was organic. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I need somebody at work. It yeah. just always happens. Every single job I've gone to after college, I've had a person or people to really, really just kind of talk about my outside life with. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, if I ever got to a job and I didn't have that person, guess what? I have to have Twitter at work or something because I'm not <laughs> sh- Some people be sharing their whole fucking business with the whole entire office, mm-hmm. with everybody like sis. I, 
I don't want to know everything about you. Same. You cannot come in here and just expect, especially, I'm going to say this, especially because we're both black women, that I want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. I will love you, respect you, uplift you, and back you in these meetings, but that does not mean that I want to know about you and Tyrone. Like, that don't, that's not, that's not it. Because that's not, that's another form of oppression to me. <laughs> but I am pressed into being your friend because of my identity. Yeah, it's like, relax. Like, some people are just too much. And just because we're both black don't mean we have the same personality. Yeah. Just because we're both women don't mean we have the same personality. Like, there are other things to friendships other than the shit you can't help, which is yeah. being a woman and being black. Mm-hmm. So it's like, stop assuming that everybody who look like you, you can just, like, can I have, don't start, bitch, please. You don't know me like that. Like, you don't. Can I have a ride? No. Yeah, can I have a ride? Oh, which way you going? Like, oh, my God, you know there was a girl like that before. Yeah. Which way you going? That can I ride so, with you? Can I do this with you? And I'm just like, now, you're going to put me in a tough position because I am not the fucking one. I will tell you. And I don't care how awkward it is because it's my shit. And also, like, some people, the way they, some people have to decompress afterwards. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's crazy because when you meet real friends at work, you don't, you decompress with them. Yeah. But... When you meet people you don't like, you could decompress them. <laughs> I'm like, I need space to think about how I can't stand you. Yeah. Why you want to be in my car with me? Why you want to go to happy hour together? Like, and it's just like a reflection of what's going on from like outside. Mm-hmm. Now, on the contrary, let's talk about clicks within mm-hmm. work, because mm-hmm. then you got people who really want to work based on just the shit that's going on within their group. It's like, yo, I don't give a fuck about none of y'all. I just need this one component so that I could do my job. Exactly. That is it. That is it. And it's really sad when they be like 50 years old and clicks. Mother hen, if you don't sit down somewhere. Grow up. And also, um, a pet peeve of mine is um, being okay with just knowing something and without blabbering about it. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Like, you, conf- confidential information. Exactly. Like, some people, I didn't know this until this year, uh, that, like, grown-ass adults don't understand when it's okay to say something when it's not okay. Yeah. Like, that, and people don't understand when you blab, people want to know, well, how you know that? Where you exactly. get that from? Exactly. And then that creates a conflict. Man, in the workplace. When I uh, and just be okay with letting people vent. Sometimes people just vent, and you just like, okay, I hear you, um, and that's it. You don't have to go run and tell, you know, what the person is saying. I don't have ever had that desire, yo. For some reason, I must have a ventable face because I haven't even been at my job for that long, and I find it. I love it that people come into me. And they confide in me, and they share what they're frustrated about. And I don't know if it's because I'm new and I'm not, like, tainted yet, so they can, like, tell me things and know that I won't be on anyone's side. But what they say stays with me mm-hmm. because I know it comes from a place of fr- frustration, mm-hmm. the need to vent, and I'm like, no, I don't have no desire to tell nobody else what the fuck you just said. I don't care. Well, number one, not I don't care about what you said, but I, I just don't care to gossip, and I'm not – 
into work gossip. The shit that I gossip about with you, it be tea that nobody else give a fuck about. I'll be like, did you hear that they ate muffins? They took the blueberry <laughs> off the shelf. It be like corny tea that like only us two care about. Yeah. Like, oh shit, you know, I think Whole Foods is taking the vegan bar away. That's fucked <laughs> up. We should write a letter. Like, that's how I like to gossip. Yeah. Like, guess this tea I just found out about our 10th grade teacher. I think she like pregnant again. That's but people be like spreading like, yeah, her um, you know, her mom did this. It's like, what whoa. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that shit. I don't. And also, one thing I don't like is when people at work get attitudes out of nowhere. Oh, my God. That's yes. really, that's a hard one for me to yeah. deal with. That's a real hard one for me to deal with because I'm like. I hate that, too. Not to throw shit. Like, I really feel like I look low-key intimidating. Like, yeah. when, I wanna, when I want to, I feel like I look intimidating. I'm over six feet tall. I be at my wrestling bitch face, be on point. What about me looks like you can you can try me like that? You know, like what about me? Because people get this. People get comfortable with um, like getting attitudes in the workplace because they're like, oh, like you know, it's the workplace, so you know nobody's gonna try to check me or whatever. Think again, because my thing is, <laughs> think again. <laughs> my thing is when I have, I know that I'm having a day where I have an attitude. I'll announce that to people. I'm not feeling well today. You know, I'm just like kind of in a bad mood. I'm trying to push through whatever. When people lash out, I'm just like. Well, it's like (laughs) it's like Broad City when they're like, "Who yells?" That's how I feel. Like, who yells? I just hate an attitude. I hate a fucking attitude. Like, I just hate. (laughs) But I hate an attitude. Like, just because you something went wrong with your morning at your house, you are bringing it. It's never really that bad either. When people start telling me, like, it's always that one person, you see they're having a bad day, you're like, okay, face it is. That's what you're getting from me. Not just because I want you to get over what you're getting over, but if you say the wrong thing to me, I'm going I'm to run up in your mitt. So let me just allow you to be a bitch over in the corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then when you hear about what happened, they're like, my car window, it got rolled up, and it just wouldn't roll down. And it's just like... <laughs> What the fuck? All the I'm like, you know, some of us are mourning, some of us are going through depression, some of us are having financial issues, some of us are going through breakups, and we just are trying to be positive because if we're not positive, we're gonna be in a fetal position. So that's what it is for me a lot of times. I'm like, I'm having a rough-ass moment yeah, in my life. Yeah, because I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work that I'm supposed to get do, and I'm being paid for it, and I'm doing mental work, and yeah. then you come in here with your shitty-ass attitude. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm looking at the light because if I don't, I might jump off a cliff. So when you never know why somebody is being so positive because – Sometimes that's another piece of feedback I get. Like, you're so happy. This You don't understand. Like I'm overcompensating because I'm not bleeding on people who didn't cut me. Yeah. I'm not going to come into work and go bother everybody because my assumption is that like I have heard too many stories of people who I thought was just regular niggas, and they have the worst. They have these fucking tremendous-ass hurdles that they cross every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, I'm not going to go and just 
not per intentionally just put my energy off on people. And like I'm so thankful for working in education because it's taught me that a lot it taught me a lot about how you never know what people are going through. So just give them some credit for showing up. Meet them where they are in life and just like give them credit for showing up. Yeah. Like which is it goes completely against everything I've learned my whole entire life. My whole entire life is don't give nobody credit for showing up. Give them credit for showing out. But when you realize the work that's put in for some people, give them credit for showing up. So, yeah, I really fucking hate people who come to work with their negative attitude because they scrambled their eggs too hard. (laughs) And I'm like, don't nobody care? And also, like, I'm somebody that I don't really like when people ask me, having to be like, are you okay? You sure okay? So, like, I'm like, I'll put on that front and be like, howdy do. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, I feel like everything that I learned about professionalism has completely gone out the window. Okay. It's like when you were in college, they were like, this is professional and that is professional. Them lines blur, baby. Don't untuck your (laughs) T-shirt. Soon as you get into work and you see how people behave, and let me tell y'all, it be the oldest ones. It be the oldest They be They be so used to getting it. I mean, that's why you don't know how to open a PDF now. (laughs) Because you you nasty. (laughs) You a nasty bitch, and this is why you, you stuck... In the year 1992, as far as technology is concerned, this is exactly why. You don't open your mind. It's not open to anything positive. Um, And the final um rule for me is people who, like, stop being so long-winded. Like, <laughs> I, I'll, be in, I'll be in meetings. I'm like, well, number one, this could have been an email. This entire meeting could have been an email. Always. This entire meeting always could have been a fucking email. Always. All right? And then we you get up here and you're talking about the razzle-dazzle and the bim-bam and the flip-flop and the blue. I'm like, have, whoa. Have notes. And stop wanting to hear your own voice so much. Listen, I have a podcast, and I recommend it to other people. If you really like to hear your own voice, get a podcast. But don't make me your studio audience when I just want the cliff notes of whatever we're talking about. Like, honestly, I... I'm the type of person, like, if we're in a meeting and someone asks a question, so what's the solution? And then I hear somebody raise their hand to answer the question, but instead of answering with a solution, they go on with a, to continue the bitch fest of complaints. I will literally be like, okay, so what's the solution? Stop, like, don't go on tangents. Yeah. Don't be too wordy. And, like, I just, I know for a fact that like, I am hyper-focused. When it comes to, like, rules and meetings and productivity. So I get super angry when people aren't on the same page and they're just talking for too long. I'm like, none of this reaches the goal. None of those words reach the goal. Do not speak unless it's to reach the goal. (laughs) That's why we're all here in this collective space, not for you, for the goal. Yeah. So, sorry. I just needed to freak out. If if you one of those people who are working, uh, actually, no matter what job you're at, I was thinking, like, you were working instead of freelancing. But when I was freelancing, it was a whole nother set of bullshit. So it's it's just the same thing across industries. And we we understand. But that's why sometimes we be missing or late or whatever else because that shit is a lot. It's such a lot. It's so a lot. Mm-hmm. Dealing with the different personalities, people bringing they how Like, leave that shit at your house. Please. And, or more importantly, yeah, definitely leave it because you're not going to leave your baby daddy. So it's like you can at least leave <laughs> Or also, bullshit. like, people, like, I am such a, um, 
I am such a communicator, but like when when I feel a certain way, I'm going to communicate it so I don't dump my stuff on other people. Yeah. And I don't like leaving people wonder, oh my God, why is she why is she can't ask me what is that? You're gonna know. I'm not in a good mm-hmm. mood. It's not you. Mm-hmm. It's something else. But I'm pushing through. Yeah, like today at my um People don't want to push through. They just wanna use other people as a punching bag because you're in a professional setting and they think, Oh, like it's not gonna get cr-. like it's a it's you you can't do anything. Like I'm safe here. I was talking to my supervisor today and I was just asked her, I was like, Are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm okay. It's just, you know, the rain. It just messes with your mood. And But, like, see, I'm okay with somebody telling me, like, you know, my mood is not all together because of this rain. So then I understand, no, today is not a day to kiki with you. Today yeah, is a day exactly. to give you a little bit of space. So it's good to kind of give me a vibe check. Like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. That's how I'm feeling. But don't do that shit where you come in slamming your bag. Oh, like, my God. Slam, like, that don't ruin my peace like that. Cause what if I had a pleasant morning? Exactly. Now, like now, it's not enough for you to have a shitty day. The rest of us gotta have one too. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I just I'm I cannot, I cannot. And also, like my whole thing with work is that no matter where you go, there will be it will be the same issues, better or worse. Some some environments aren't that toxic, but the bullshit you have at your your least favorite job a little bit of that bullshit gonna be at your favorite job too mm-hmm. so it's just like sometimes it's just about accepting it and this um i've recently been doing a professional development training and they were saying have comebacks in your head okay so i, I we all do it all the time like if somebody says something rude and you decide they're not worth your energy you'll probably be like hmm, you're an idiot in your mind <laughs> and try to do that as much as possible in the workplace so that you don't, it doesn't just go, it doesn't turn into other things. Like, in my mind, instead of saying everything that I'm thinking, because that could get me in a lot of trouble, I'll just say things like, yawn, in my mind. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I feel better just for saying it in my head. Yep. So, try that. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We're about to go to bed. We actually getting out here a little earlier than usual. Am I right? Oh, not really. 11.05. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit, because yeah. we usually get out here like around 12. Yeah. So it's 11.05 p.m. and we're actually about to go to Bizzed. But y'all make sure y'all follow us on social media. Follow me on Instagram at Imam Matei. And follow me on Twitter at It's Matei. It's Sabria. At It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Also follow us on the Black Girl Brunch social. So Instagram, Black Girl Brunch. Um, Twitter, BLK Girl Brunch. Also hit up our email at Black Girl Brunch at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com also the reviews and the ratings please guys five stars five stars we love it when you keep it coming we love it when you like share exactly what you love from like our laugh to like saying that you guys think that we're your, like you feel like we're your friends also more memes <laughs> more, oh my gosh please more memes any chance that really has us <laughs> screaming like cackling so fucking funny um and just thanks as always for listening it never gets old the support we appreciate you guys skittle diddle bye peace